BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Tribune Audio Network. The Cities with Jim Mertens, a production of WQPT, PBS for the Quad Cities region, a podcast in partnership with WQAD. What's going on in the Quad Cities? Activities, events, fun, politics, sports, local issues and opinions. And now, your host, Jim Mertens. Hello, I'm Jim Mertens, and welcome to The Cities. For two months, we've talked about the rising Mississippi River, the danger of the high water, and the quick flow of the currents. One group has spent the past 35 years encouraging us to embrace the river, and its members say that is still possible, despite the flood of 2019. We sat down with the executive director of River Action, Kathy Wine, and talked about the river that gives our area life, and this year gives us plenty of problems. How's the Mississippi River doing right now? Well, I mean, this flood of 2019 is the record flood, mm-hmm. and uh, it's uh, you know every time the landscape is a little different, so every flood is a little different uh, because we build, we change things. So this year we're adjusting to things. Well, I was going to ask you that because I wasn't here in 1993. I did right. come visit, believe it or not, because I was covering the flood for a oh, station in Michigan of mm-hmm. all things. Oh, really? How is this one different? Yeah. Well, we have uh, built in more. Uh, businesses on 2nd Street than we had at that time. In Davenport. Uh Uh-huh. We have made room for the river in a few places, like the Dock Restaurant was in place in downtown Davenport. It is no longer. Right. And if you notice, that was one of the places that took in the river and without any problem. Uh, So we've had changes like that, and we're constantly looking at other uh, changes as we build streets and you and River Action have been a champion of not only the preservation of the Mississippi River, but also the use of the Mississippi River. Uh-huh. Are you pretty happy with the way flood protections have gone right now? I mean, do you like the way the Quad Cities is situated with dealing with a flood of this sort? I think we've had some really good success with the temporary uh, flood walls and so mm-hmm. on. Not so much this year with whatever for whatever reason it's going to have to be analyzed the flood wall breach that was downtown at Pershing Avenue in Davenport right because those businesses on second kind of felt protected and and in the end they weren't so those are things that have to be analyzed but but a lot of um, times what you want to do is not only look back but look forward and find a way to make sure that whatever mistakes were made can get corrected. I know one That's of the right. things you're talking about is the Quad City Flood Resilience Alliance. You're trying to get more of the communities to work together mm-hmm. in order to meet federal guidelines mm-hmm. and hopefully bring down flood insurance costs, but even better management of the river. That's right. We know from FEMA what makes a very resilient community. They have created a community rating system, and within that, they have steps that cities can take. When they take those steps, they get their flood insurance uh, lowered greatly. One of the steps is a collaboration among cities, which we're working to do. Uh, 26 to 30 cities from uh, Clinton to Muscatine 
working together will really help with the way we fight floods too. Let's say you can borrow some flood pumps from a city that no longer needs them. Mm -hmm. So when you're inundated, you have twice as many flood pumps as you were pur had purchased. So you'd before. have a little better coordination. Exactly, that kind of thing is obvious. But as well, uh, we can use floodplain managers. Maybe one city can't afford one, but the other city can afford to give part-time help to that city mm -hmm. uh, to have a floodplain manager on staff. And with just with that, you get points uh, for uh, with this community rating system that would bring down flood insurance. Sure, because if FEMA's satisfied, that's right. <laughs> that's a big deal. They know what makes a city resilient. Well, you don't want to throw more money on a problem that wasn't solved the first time. And, and let's take that's a look. Right. I mean, if you compare the, the Mississippi River 93 to now, I mean, you think of Keithsburg being so badly inundated. Mm -hmm. You think of the Garden District mm -hmm. in Davenport uh, under that threat. That's right. Uh, and, and then, of course, you always think of downtown Davenport and, and the water surrounding, uh, um, mm -hmm. well, I'll say John O'Donnell back then, right, but right. modern Woodman Park right, right now. But we've learned. I mean, uh -huh. Keithsburg is in a good shape. A Garden right. District, was, Garden Edition was kept an eye on. Mm -hmm. Buffalo was the big scary area, yes. but they jumped in and did the best they could. Yes. And then, of course, downtown Davenport had the right. problem with the HESCO right there. That's right. We, we uh, experienced it firsthand in that our office was inundated with water uh, shortly after the breach downtown. So, um, yeah, taking a look at it and having an objective point of view, or someone with an objective point of view looking at the plan saying, well, this this might be the better plan next time. So would you have we kind of a regional czar, so to speak? I mean, would, do, do, you, do you want a traffic cop for flood waters? No, I think I think we have a plenty of civil engineers that know the answers. And so, you know, I was speaking with one this morning who said it's a math problem. You look at the issues with the flood uh, waters and how uh, the current and or the volume and the pressure right. as opposed to your what you have in the way of a wall and how it's going to hold up. You know, you just need to analyze it. And so we'll so see how the Quad City Flood Resilience Alliance does get formed. The other mm -hmm. thing I know that you want to talk about is that there are things to do on the river this summer. Right. Well, the first thing, of course, is that the Channel Cat is mm -hmm. not going to be operating uh, come uh, Memorial Day weekend as it always has. Right. Does that put a crimp in a lot of the plans well, for we, river action? <laughs> we were really ready to go, so anxious to go. The Yes, yeah, some of their... Um, docks have to be repaired and, and made available, so they're not yet with the flood. But uh, So we've just postponed one of our weeks, which is um, Set Sails, the name of it. Don mm -hmm. Albach's going to talk about. That was uh, May 28th to 29th. Yeah, that's right. And so those are being postponed to the week of the 4th. We've mm -hmm. already set a new date for those. And we'll continue to do that as, as we have to. Hopefully by June, we will be able to start and um, regularly scheduled talks and walks and all will happen. Because you do have general, they're, they're called Channel Cat Talks. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a series that happens. So right. I mean, that can be delayed, but still what happens, you're still planning a full summer of oh, activities. Oh yes, we're not gonna cancel anything. We're, <laughs> we're just gonna reschedule it. And we have another thing, it's our 35th anniversary this year, and we decided, well, let's do something special with the education if we can. So mm -hmm. we started a series on Sunday afternoon called Art Along the Riverfront. and. We did one on Sunday. We had a wonderful turnout of people to learn to write poetry with Dick Stahl, who's a Quad City Poet Laureate, and he uh, inspired people with tone and uh, epitaphs and thoughts on the river, and people rode for 10 minutes and shared their poetry, and we had a wonderful time. So. Is it a way that perhaps that you're trying to take advantage of the flooding? <laughs> I mean, as long as it's here, make it historic, learn from it, and, and, and take a piece of it with you. 
absolutely where I am. Yeah. That is exactly where I am. Well, Take advantage of it. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, you shouldn't be afraid of the river. I, I know you guys always, the work that's been done over the last 25 years to mm -hmm. make uh, the Mississippi River instead of our back door and then we're turning our backs to it, but mm -hmm. to look at it, make use of it, and to be proud of it, you could still do that even when the water's high. Yes, and you know, you also see the advantage that flooding does have for, I mean, certainly there are problems. I, I'm not diminishing Absolutely. those. Absolutely. I, again, I know what they are firsthand. But, you know, it replenishes the aquifer it, uh, where you need to have wetlands. Perhaps you notice that uh, this is something we need to do in the mm -hmm. future, make room for the river. It uh, gives more habitat for all the uh, wildlife. Uh, it's, it's, it has some advantages, too. One of the biggest events that you have, of course, comes up on, on uh, Father's Day weekend mm -hmm. with uh, Ride the River. Right. Um, it's marking its 35th anniversary this yes. year, coming up June 16th. I know that's, that's right. it's a month away and you're gazing oh into your crystal ball. Right. Does that look like that's an event that's going to stay on schedule? Yes, we'll definitely have it on Father's Day. And some of the things we have worked out are the boat trip across the river. We're particularly excited to go back to our 1980 cost for, to, for riders at $5 a person. So, nice. hey, come on down and... <laughs> and celebrate the 35th with us. And we'll have birthday cake, compliments of Hy-Vee at the top of the Bend Hyatt mm -hmm. Hotel. That's where we'll have a big birthday party. So there are things that are in place and if the water comes up, we'll move to a street. That's where we were in 1985 when we had uh, our first ride and we, we had to uh, we had to be in the river on river drives because there was only two miles of trail along the mm -hmm. Bend Butterworth Parkway and the whole idea was a vision of riverfront trails. Right. Well, let's go retro all the way, go back. <laughs> and try to remember that to, way. Yeah, we'll remember it that One way. One of the other things that, that's like new on the Mississippi River that I think you're taking advantage of this summer as well is that uh, people get to see um, the biggest construction project in Quad City history oh, unfold <laughs> before their eyes, but mm -hmm. from a very unique perspective, and that's from the river. Yes, we offer all the classes uh, in September with uh, uh, engineers and f folks who have all the knowledge about the uh, future of the bridge, where it is now, what they're doing, how it's going to be finished, and so on. And you can do it in and around all the workings of the bridge. Because the channel cad really can, can I don't want to yeah. say get real close, but yeah, get close enough to it the uh, Interstate 74 bridge construction. It does. It's very interesting. Because it's, it's a perspective very, you don't get otherwise. That's right. That's right. You, I'm always looking over as I drive over. 74, but that's not a, a very good way. You really do see it up close that way. And uh, it is an amazing structure and it's an amazing engineering feat. I am so in awe of engineers. That they're able to do that? Yes. And Aren't be, you? Be, oh my gosh, oh my yeah. Gosh. Well, you keep talking about it, it all involves math. I know it. It is math. They are such good problem solvers too, and that's mm -hmm. why we have them in our office all the time. <laughs> there, there you go. Uh, let's figure this flood out. Let's figure this uh, bridge we're going to build across 67 now right. uh, with the first bridge project. All that, yes. <laughs> let's talk about 35 years with River Action. Uh, what are you most proud of? Um, we have we have brought a lot more people to the river. I'm very excited about that. When when I think back to the projects we've done, we lit the Centennial Bridge at the time was a huge thing, but I would say that starting the Channel Cat was probably the one that I learned the most, and in the end, I can see how the ripple effect from that has really changed uh, people's perception. It's their, their, their boat. They can go down any time, any mm -hmm. day, 
and get on that boat. And well, and tourists are, I mean, they get a great perspective of the Because yeah. let's and be honest, when I first got here, yeah. you were best known in my head uh -huh. for the woman who put the lights on the Centennial Bridge, which yeah. is what you were talking we, yeah, about. Yeah, we did. We that did was a do big that. issue. Mm -hmm. um, it was. And now you're saying Channel Cat, so what's the next big? It's the bridge that we're building on the first berm that was in right. the 1856 that took the first bridge across the river. Uh, and that will go across 67, the railroad tracks, into River Heritage Park. And that is a big fundraising project and a big engineering feat yeah, and it'll be <laughs> for a, the people designing it. Uh, and uh, yeah, and it will be special. And in the summer, I hope we can get the first pier done on the uh, north side of River Drive so people will see that it's coming. So Kathy Wine, your advice to people who are afraid about the flood of 2019 in the Mississippi River? Mm-hmm. Afraid in Don't be, right? Get out and enjoy the river? Yes, yeah, there are plenty of places to observe and uh, yes, and be part of this, be a part of the uh, discussion because these are the big questions that come up. Uh, should we have a flood wall where we don't have one now? Should we be uh, walling in something that is in particular uh, needing to be protected or not? Do we make more room for the river with more wetlands? There's a lot of land down near Nahant Marsh that should be purchased. And in the, really, it would cost a lot less than a flood wall to make room for the river there. Mm -hmm. And it's permanent, and it uh, helps the quality of the water when water percolates into a wetland. So there are ways to move forward, and everybody should be a part of those discussions. Kathy Wine, the Executive Director of River Action. You can see a full list of activities offered along the river this summer at the River Action website. It's easy to find, riveraction.org. Thanks for listening to The Cities with Jim Mertens. And watch The Cities Thursday nights at 7, Sunday afternoon at 4, and Monday night at 6 on WQPT, PBS for the Quad Cities region. Tribune Audio Network.